It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Wait, I think he's still going. Hey, what do you say we do this? 502, it's Wednesday, the Eddie Scazzeri. What is up? And Al Drew Dukes, how are we doing, man? Good morning, Jerry. I am fed up with the Mets. You should be. They're terrible. I mean, they just, they've got leads in every game. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool when you make $40 million a year and you can't get out of the fourth inning, huh? I mean, they were up 5-1. Give his check back, honestly. They're up 4-1 twice against the Braves. They're they up were 5-1 last night. 5-1 against the Yankees. Max Scherzer sucks. Yeah, I know. I don't think Evan was harsh enough. What did he call him? I pieces don't remember. of poop? Right, something like pieces Mercenary of crap, pieces I believe. Of crap. Mercenary yeah. pieces of crap. Like, like, all kidding aside, give that paycheck to charity last night. Yes. That was, you didn't earn nothing. Good point, Jerry. Here's what he should do. Divide up whatever he's making a year, $40 billion. So divide that up between starts. And when you suck like you did last night, you donate that part to like a homeless shelter. I'm not even saying you got to win. Can you give him six innings of four-run ball? I mean, good Lord. 3.1 innings, Jerry? It was awful. Seven hits, six earned runs. Yeah, he was terrible. And it was interesting because, you know, the Mets go up early. You get the home run, and you look, it's 4-1. Like, oh, look at this. Okay. And then I'm thinking, uh, well, they've had these leads before. Then they tack on. Now, could have been more. They only ended up with one run. They had the bases loaded, one out. They only get the one run in. But they do tack on a run. And you're like, all right, 5-1. They're up four runs. Can Scherzer at least look a little bit like Scherzer? And then as quick as you say that, nothing. I mean, just not. He uh, oh, it gives up awful. the immediate home run to Giancarlo, yes. who seems to love hitting home runs at City Field. Yes, he does. I just uh, I think he hit like 900 home runs there. So career high, Jerry. He's hitting home runs in City Field. He's hitting home runs off Max Scherzer. I mean, the 5-1 Mets leading. Then the Yankees take a 6-5 lead, but the Mets are not dead, Jerry. They come back and tie it at 6. You know why? Why is that? Gourmet. It was interesting in that spot. Aaron Boone goes out to talk to Severino. And I'm thinking to him, man, he's got got one more out to at least. And I know wins, losses don't mean a whole hell of a lot. But when you're an out away from being the pitcher of record for a win, and it's Gourmet coming up, I I was with Aaron Boone. I thought he kind of settled in a little bit. Let him try and get out of the inning. Two pitches later. Yep. Serves it to left field, base hit, run scores, and we're tied at six. So you give the Yankees credit for coming back the way they did. You give the Mets credit for coming back in that spot. But then that was it. And then, yeah, so so Scherzer gets uh, leaves in the uh, fourth inning. And this is a case where I want him to be the losing pitcher. Yeah. I hate that he doesn't get the loss for yeah. this game. Right, because he, he gave up only six of the seven And they runs. tied the game when he yeah. was out, and yeah. so then it's He's a new game. He's the loser, Jerry. He is the loser. His his ERA, I heard Gary talking about this after he left the game. 
His ERA went from, I forget what, maybe 3.7 to like 4.5. That's how bad last night was. What do we do? Designate him for assignment? <laughs> you're not that, no, DFA, figure it out. DFA his ass, Jerry? No, you're not doing that. You got to figure it out. Why not? Because they owe him $40 million. That's why. Guaranteed. Sue him. You can't sue him. That's not the way it works. Oh, you can sue him. Breach a contract. You can. Guess what's going to happen? What? You're still going to owe him the money, and you're going to have legal fees. I need a lawyer, Salino and Barnes, to take this case. I think one he of the, owes the mm, Mets money. I think one of those guys passed away. Well, then we'll take the other one, Jerry. <laughs> then we just need one. Because if you put this evidence in front of a jury, you put this evidence, Jerry, in front of a jury, this tape from last night, the tape from the the, the tape from Atlanta last year, tape, tape, tape. This jury is gonna go. The jury's gonna go. I see evidence on this tape. Give the Mets their money back. As we always say. When you suck, the owner's stuck paying you. Yes. You're never stuck having to pay back for no. poor performances. Nope. It's really, it's terrible. It really is. Very terrible, Jerry. So they've paid now two guys an exorbitant amount of money, and they've literally nothing to show for it. Nope. Nothing. Got a big fat zero. Absolutely nothing. Like Even if you had two, think about this. Even if they both were 20-game winners, you'd basically be paying them $2 million a win. Right. And they're not. And, and then how about, close. how about the stat, too? The Mets, when their starting pitcher goes six innings, they're virtually unbeatable. Every other game they lose. And they basically lose every other game. So even every a starter game. that goes five, not good enough. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna lose in the game. So we just call those games as soon as the starter goes out. Ball game uh, over. You, the Mets lose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much at that point right now. That's how bad it is. And then, you know what's funny? You know how I love a good highlight package, Jerry? I Yes, I've heard. I love the highlight package, but I'm not just the highlight package guy, Jerry. I get the highlight package. I look at the box. I read stories. At least a few paragraphs, yeah. A few paragraphs, and absolutely. Do you know that the highlight package, the extensive highlight package on did MLB... Did not have the Drew Smith thing in it. It had the Drew Smith oh, thing did, in okay. it. It did not have the Brandon Nimmo. Really? play in center field where he misjudged the, the ball and led to the Yankees yeah. game winning run. Yeah. The Not in the run. highlight package. Yeah, it's a bad job. Very bad job. Because that's a any you got a couple of things here that were really big plays in the game. That was uh, you know you had the Mets with the bases loaded one out and Lindor and Marte do nothing. And that I mean those are two things that you know the box score might not tell you if you just glance Correct. at it. And that yeah the bases loaded you mentioned bottom of the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the game's right there in front of you. You got your, but that's the type of season he's having. Bases loaded, Lindor strikeout. It's really weird how really good players turn into not average, but poor hitter. Like, you know, Carlos Correa right now is batting 212 in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't understand how things like this happen to players. I, I really don't. I don't know if the money affects them, the expectation affects them, the fans affect them. That's not a case saying Carlos Correa can't handle New York. He's in Minneapolis, where I think they care a hell of a lot more about the Vikings than they do the Twins. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a Twin City. Don't know. We'll get that Twin City. The, the Twin cap, Cities, like Jerry. Their, like their hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been brutal in Minnesota. And Lindor here, aside from, he was good last year, but the first year and now this year, just it's not even average. It's terrible. Like you would, if this was a kid, now Volpe's different because they have a big upside with him and they think he's got a big future, so you're going to give him a lot of time. But anybody that's hitting 212, 213 in the middle of the season, 
going down to the minors unless you've got a monster contract and you're a veteran. Like, that's how to, bad it is. Then you get to stick around and suck it up. Pretty much. Bring everybody down. Yeah. Now, again, he plays a great shortstop. I don't want to discount that. But he can't. He's just he's a lousy offensive player right now. This Correa, tell a fella, and Lindor. Both of them. Both I was talking about Lindor stink. specifically there. But, yeah, yeah, both of them have not been good. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I don't know what we do about the Mets pitching situation. I really don't. Like, what do you do with nothing. these guys? Nothing. You keep running them out there every five days. There's nothing you can do about it. Can we pretend? Well, I was going to say, can we pretend he has an injury? But he he's already, like, missed starts and come back. So that that's not going to help. No, he's got to go out and pitch and pitch well and earn his money. That's what he's got to do. And if not, and there's still time to fix this, if not, and I don't think he will, if not, this becomes one of the worst signings. And Verlander, too, if he doesn't straighten things out. These will be two of the worst signings that the franchise ever had because of the money attached to it. Why do we always get bad signings? Jason Bay. Well, no, a lot of teams do. A lot of teams have bad signings. It's not It's not just the Mets. It's just we – it's magnified here. Yeah. But a lot of teams have had terrible signings. This whole free agency thing stinks. That's what Steve Cohen was talking about the other day when he was I saying with him. he's got to build this team from the farm system because when you get these big free agents, maybe when they switch teams they just – like, are out of their comfort zone. All right, so how about, know. how about switching teams? All right. Last night, the Padres beat the Guardians. Gary Sanchez, a three-run homer. <laughs> Last night, the Giants beat the Cardinals 11-3. Michael Conforto went four for six with three RBIs. Nice. Last night, the Orioles beat the Blue Jays 11-6. Aaron Hicks was two for four with a home run. Last night, the Phillies beat the Rays 15-3. Zach Wheeler, six innings of one-run, two-hit ball. And the A's beat the – well, then no one cares about that. That's just a Major League Baseball note. But, yeah, I actually wrote down a whole bunch of where are they nows mm-hmm. from last night. <laughs> yeah, where are they now? Doing well for other teams. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are, actually. It Man. is funny. Unbelievable. Yeah. But 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 there have been terrible signings all over baseball. Yeah. It's not unique just to the Mets. Yankees, too. I'm looking at all my notes from this game, Jerry, and I'm trying to see, like, what was the – Max Scherzer was the biggest problem. Max you're up Scherzer five one, problem. and you're a Hall of Fame pitcher at home, win the game, or for God's sakes, pitch six innings and leave with a lead. What was the second worst? The bases loaded, bottom of the eighth, strikeout by Lindor. I mean, it's either that Marte. or the Nimmo misplay. The Nimmo misplay, right? But I think if you're looking at it, see, I give Nimmo a pass because I feel like he's been the one consistent. Yes player who has performed at the level of his contract. He got the big contract. I think he's done a really nice job this year. He made a mistake. I can live with it. Lindor is is constant this year. Big spots gives you nothing. And then Marte, who you kind of felt like he was coming out of it a little bit, gives you nothing. So those are probably the two things, Scherzer and then the Lindor-Marte scenario in the eighth inning. And then what is going on with the sticky I don't stuff? know. This I don't is know. stupid. I don't so know. Drew it's Smith stupid. comes out to pitch. He doesn't throw one pitch. Said he had nothing on his hand, and the umpire said stickiest hand he's felt all season. Yeah, which is now the go-to thing that umpires say. This is the stickiest thing I've ever felt in my life. Stickier than Gorilla Glue. I, I don't and know. they throw him out of the game. Yeah, he didn't even throw a pitch. You're out. 
I'll tell you another. And now he's going to be suspended. Oh, uh, yeah, 10 games. Well, it's an automatic <laughs> suspension, 10 games. Correct. Yeah. I liked how he had uh, Drew Smith when he came out, and they were saying his hands were sticky. He he went to his Mets teammates and said, touch my hands. Yeah. Do you feel anything? They're not sticky at all. You know, it's funny. You mentioned the relief pitching. Yeah. So when I got home, I, I was we were at baseball practice. I got home just in time to see the fourth inning meltdown by Scherzer. And then I'm looking at the next three relievers as I'm watching the game. Like, you want to talk about who the hell are these guys? Leon, Josh Walker. Never heard of him. Well, he pitched, uh, he got an out last night. Third of an inning, gave up a couple of hits too. Brigham. Brigham Young. I mean, and then Curtis I've seen a little bit this year. But I'm like, Leon, Walker, and Brigham. Yeah, don't know who those guys are. Who are are these guys? Don't know. But it goes to show, trying to figure out a bullpen, you just sign everybody and see what sticks. Right. See what sticks. Drew Smith's hands sticks, Jerry. A good, a good, a good. On the flip side, give mm-hmm. the Yankees a lot of credit. Down 5-1 in a blink. This is a team that yeah. hasn't played well. They're lacking star power because Judge isn't there. Even, uh, what's his name? It's uh, Harrison Bader hasn't played. They did a good job. You get the home run from Stanton. You get the fight back to take the lead. You know what? And lost in this for some, probably not for Yankee fans, is uh, Luis Severino got got hit around again. Yeah, it was not good. Third straight start, I believe this is. He is really struggling. Yeah. Now, the difference was their bullpen held it. I mean, they did a – after you get the the Guillaume base hit to left that scores the run, the bullpen comes in and basically shuts it down the rest of the game. I mean, they went – four and a third. Gave them that – aside from that bases loaded situation, give me another spot where – you felt like the game was really in danger. Never. No, they did really well. I mean, barely give up any hits. So, good win. Horrible night for the Mets. A, because they lost to the Yankees. B, because of the way they lost. C, because they were at home. And as bad of a loss as it was for the Mets, it's a good one for the Yankees. So, now they'll see if they can sweep it. If they, they got Garrett Cole tonight. Verlander was terrible last time he pitched, and Cole is Cole. So, the smart money would be on the Yankees to get the uh, city field sweep. Absolutely. And as we, uh, you and Sal talked about yesterday during the program, and I felt this way too, I felt like we were going to get a, eh, Yankees will win one, Mets will win one, and we'll f- there'll be no feeling for this. And there still might not be. But it's feeling like a sweep. But right now it feels like the Yankees are going to dominate them tonight. Yeah, because it feels like the Mets have no confidence either right now. Now, here's what I would say. How do you get to Cole, and when do you get to Cole? Early and often, Jerry. Right, so there's a very good chance that Verlander will pitch with a lead. Can he get this game into the seventh inning? Seventh? I don't no. know if he can get to the fourth inning. I'm hoping for the fifth inning. Well, I'm saying the seventh because when the Met starters go a, a full six, they are, I think they're 30 and one or something. Like, it's ridiculous how good they are. Their record is when their starting pitchers go six innings. Who could get an early home run off Cole? Brandon Nimmo? Yeah, well, like he did last night, of course. Nimmo, Nimmo could. yesterday. How about Lindor comes up and smacks no. one out in the first He's inning? He's not going to do that. Why not? How about Tommy Pham? Oh, I like Tommy Pham. I know you do. We didn't have a great night last night, but we like Tommy Pham. How about Jeff McNeil? He was decent last night offensively. You've got guys that can do it. They just don't do it. I feel like Nimmo, even though he did hit a home run last night, that error, I don't know if they even scored you think that mentally, error. No, I actually Mental, scored it a hit. Mentally, he's going to get another home run tonight. You might be right. He owes them one, and he knows it. What do you think is the biggest lead the Mets can have that they'll blow tonight? <laughs> I think the Mets have a 3-1 lead that they blow tonight. All right. So this is going to be very reminiscent of the Braves games. <laughs> it is. Is what you're what you're thinking. That's what I'm feeling. I tell you, it's hard to argue with you. I really mean. hard. And I will say, too, while I felt no buzz for this game going in, 
and not even like not even during the course of the day I didn't when I got on the field with Joseph's baseball team the kids were talking about it really yeah so like I couldn't wait to get home and put it on so the buzz came much later in the day I'm talking like 6 30 um and by the time I got home at eight I was into watching it and so it it was there but it took a while to get there and I like this kind of game kind of the back and forth yeah it was fun offensively. Of offense yeah they were but talking it, about that was it I was back and forth on the TV broadcast. I forget which one it was. I think it was O'Neill actually, that said, this is the type of game the fans really enjoy. Yes. And then an inning later, I flipped back to SNY, and this was funny. Gary Kia, Gary goes, is it me or does it sound like it's a 42,000-person funeral home or library? That's what he said because it got really quiet. And then the camera pans to these three people in the shot, all three of them on their phones. <laughs> Heads never look up during the pitches. It was sad and funny all at the same time. I love seeing that on uh, when they show a replay of a home run. And you know that when they they show a close-up of the batter swinging. And that you could see the fans. And and they're never looking up. And I'm like, you're missing a home run. You missed a big play in the game. Which is what you're here for, to see home runs. And then you see it in slow motion. Their heads come up and their mouths, oh. (laughs) I missed it. (laughs) Yes, you did. All right, 518, we're just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo back from their uh, golf event yesterday. They'll handle the morning starting at 6 on the fan.